0: Apparently, because at about 7am, I woke up in my underwear, sleeping on my back on the bathroom floor with my head pushed against the wall. And I like pulled myself up. I saw that it was seven o'clock. I looked at my watch and I was like, oh shit, it's seven. I still have a couple hours to sleep before I have to get down to the meetings, but let's go get into the bed. So I pick myself up off the bathroom floor and I go look at myself in the mirror and there's a diagonal dent on my fucking bald ass head, dude, from my head resting on the wall of the bathroom. There's a diagonal dent and I'm like, oh God, Gracie, what shape is this? You know, I was like, oh God, is it a crescent moon? I don't, this isn't good. I was like a moon three days after a full moon okay just when like the shadow just kind of just kind of starts covering the edge of the moon and it looks like a straight line it was like a perfect fucking head shape straight fucking line dude and i was like well hopefully that goes away by the time i have to have meetings if not i'm gonna wear a hat to the meetings and my boss is gonna get mad because that doesn't look very professional what's up cubs just sloppy as all fucking get out trapzilla city babe i'm gonna keep dancing on that bridge till the stars come home and cheer up babe fucking knocked it out <laughs> of the park dude what's up cubs welcome back to cheer up babe the podcast i'm your host vj julio and this is episode 77 i think just second guess myself episode 77 on and pippity popping, babe welcome back to the den so glad to have you back I was in Vegas. Sorry. We'll talk about it later. First things first, in more important news, okay? In much more important news, Charlotte K.'s walking. Hey, let's hear it. <laughs> Charlotte K.K., don't ever add the third K. Charlotte K.K., walking like a boss ass. Walking like a boss ass bitch, okay? Just was so aggressive about it for so long and now just fucking tip, 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 tip tapping. Tippy tippy tapping. Tried to sprint. Ate shit. It was hilarious. Love her so much. She's so cute. Charlotte K's walking. And guess what? She started walking a guy jacking off an elephant. I gotta stop fist bumping, but the fist pumping's in my blood. You'll hear about it in a second. Dude. Charlotte K turned one. You know what that means? She, she turned one and started walking. Now she's just jitterbugging all around this goddamn house. Dude, I got two baby girls that just walk everywhere now and you know what that means that means that the baby phase is leaving and that's sad that's really really sad but it's gonna you know it's all part of it you know now did my wife the day the day that charlotte started walking go let's have a third kid let's just get it out of the way (laughs) hey this isn't mowing the lawn you know hey hey baby this isn't filing your taxes early, okay? We're not going to get it out of the way, <laughs> okay? We're going to wait, you know? And we might not even, you know? We might not even. I've always told her, I'm so happy with my two, dude. I'm so happy with my two little queen bees. My two little queen bees, guess what? I got two arms, okay? Almost flexed like an asshole and then I immediately shut that shit down. I got two worms, you know? I got two eyes. I got two ears. You know what? That means I have one for each of them for everything that they need. Do I need to watch both of them? Do I need to listen to both of them? And do I need to hold both of them and give both of them snuggles, okay? So she needs to real quick cool it with that shit because, with, you know, I understand why it's happening. Like, hey, baby, you you are entering your phase of motherhood without a baby, okay? And the only thing you've known for two years is I have a baby, okay? Because we back to back that shit. Pandemic kids turned her into a baby-making factory. It is what it is. But now she's feeling she's feeling it leave. So she goes, she's texting me baby names and shit. And I'm just like, no, there was a girl like that in high school. She was an absolute sloot. Okay? And you might be like, it's not good to call girls sloots, VJ. You shouldn't call girls sloots. Well, she blew the football team. So, no. All right? My daughter's not going to be named that. Also, I definitely nick's names based off of what I think my dad's nickname is going to be for them. Okay? Like, one of the options was Ruby. Now, nothing against the name Ruby, but I know for a fucking fact that my dad would call her Ruby Tuesdays from the time that she came out of the womb. From the time that birth happened, she would be called Ruby Tuesdays. And I'm not okay with my daughter being associated with a half-ass fucking restaurant that kind of sucks ass, but the apps are okay. Okay? I'm not, That's not happening in this house. Okay? Okay? We're five-star Michelin restaurants in this bitch if we have to have a restaurant nickname so no Ruby also I can't even pretend to picture in my brain that a girl named Ruby wouldn't have fiery ginger hair and not that there's anything wrong with that I just if she didn't have we couldn't name her Ruby if she didn't have that so that one's off the table she threw Ren at me like she's a Wiccan you know, she threw Ren at me like we practiced the dark fucking arts and wear pentagrams and shit. And I said the only person I knew named Ren was like six foot four, 140 pounds and was a guy. So Ren's off the table. And she, this is a battle that her and I go through quite a bit, quite a bit. But we landed on the name. And obviously the first thing she said to me was don't mention that name on the podcast because I don't want anyone to fucking steal it. Like it's the only person on the planet that's going to have the fucking name. Like, it's like, like any of the cubs, you know how cool it would be? Actually, let's full scale it. Okay. How cool it would be if in the future down the road, I ran into a cub and they were like, I heard about the baby name and I was like, oh my God, it goes so well with our last name. And so our baby's named this name. I'm too scared of my wife to say the name. My baby's called this name. And I'd be like, Oh my God, we have babies that are the same name. And we both came to the idea together because you're a listener, dude. That's a great scenario. But the fear of my wife trumps the excitement for that. So Charlotte turned one <laughs> and little Lottie dude, my Scotty too hottie Lottie is just, goddamn. She's so fucking cool. She's so cool, and she is the child that shows aggression, and I don't know what it is about. It's probably my internal, like, wrestler, but when she does it, I go, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, absolutely, because Gracie will get in her grill. Gracie doesn't show a great aggression. Gracie gets sad, you know, and I'm like, all right, we'll work on that. She She just doesn't like confrontation, which it's like, that's fine. That's fine. We'll figure that out down the road. You're gonna rip them apart with your words. That's what we're gonna do. You don't have to get aggressive and physical or anything like that. But you're gonna make them feel like tiny little fucking bitch blankies with your verbal onslaught tactics. Okay, you know what I'm saying about words. You know, I'm gonna teach my daughters to throw so many words down the pipeline that the their opponent is gonna be like, "What?" And you're gonna be, like, and then they can just be like a. <laughs> Wow, pathetic. And then they get to walk away winning, and that person stands there feeling stupid and also wondering what just happened. We'll get into that later. But Charlotte gets aggressive because Gracie is the older sister, and she tries to take shit from her. And Charlotte... (laughs) Lottie just ain't having it, dude. Lottie just... I'll break your fucking back. That's Lottie, okay? Wait till I get bigger. I'm gonna fold you in half like a lawn chair and put you on a fucking shelf somewhere, all right? That's my Lottie K and I fucking love it. Every time she's like, Wah! and that, like, gets a little fucking snappy, I'm like, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, that's what we're looking for, okay? Now, I'm not saying I'm gonna have my girls wrestle because genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, we are going to put them in everything, and they're gonna tell us what they like everything. I'm not saying every sport, I'm saying everything. Oh, you want to be a samurai? Let's get into some fucking fencing classes and then we'll start wearing, you know, the actual garbs and shit. We'll start wearing the helmet that has the scary fucking face and then you can like have like the full like the shoulder the shoulder guards, you know, you know, and then some sort of comfortable dress wear underneath the armor, but and then I'll also get you a katana. Like if you if that's what you want to do, that's what we're going to do. And we're also going to put effort into it because I'm going to teach them that find the things you like to do and then put effort into it to be good at those things. Because if you can be good at the things that you like, then that you get to be successful in your passions. Like that's how passions are developed. And I'm like 90% sure that Charlotte K's passion is going to be bare knuckle boxing. Okay. And that's what it's going to be. Dude, we did this thing and. So Gracie's in dance class, right? Obviously you've heard about it 17,000 times to this point, but Gracie is in dance class and there's like bigger girls. She's the youngest one because so advanced, you know, so advanced for her age. There's other girls in there and they're all a lot older than her. So in certain situations where they have to sit and be still like, I, I watched like these one girls, like kind of like, they have to sit on these stupid fucking dots, right? that are all different colors, which it's like, hey, put a bunch of three-year-olds on a bunch of different colors, and, like, they're not going to try to pick their favorites and also talk about what the colors are. Like, the only thing they've been doing for three years is like, what's this, red? Great job, you know? So it's like they see colors, and they go, this is a win-win for me. So they have to sit on these fucking dots, and there's this one little instance where this girl took Gracie's dot from underneath her. And Gracie was kind of confused, but she just grabbed another dot and then the girl took that dot. Okay? And then all the girls got their dots taken away because they were fighting over the dots. And it nothing happened in that instance, but what it did is it lit a fire in your man's, okay? It lit a fire of it starts now. The switch was clicked on to where it was like it's time to learn about confrontational skills with the girls. Okay? Playtime is over. It's not all horses and pigs and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ABC. And that's what Gracie does. If we ever count something that's over 10, she goes from 10 to ABC. And it's my favorite shit. But Jordan and I like what during playtime, so it's not like there was pressure on the situation. We were in her room. Gracie, Charlotte, Jordan, and I are friggin' reading books and playing with dolls and shit. I play with dolls so much now. Jesus. Like, hey, write a letter to 10-year-old you. You're going to play with dolls a lot, dog. My 10-year-old me is going to be like, fuck. But 29-year-old me is like, yes. But we're in there, and Jordan is like, Gracie, if someone is being mean. Now, Jordan's the good parent. We know that. And I'm the sassy parent, like, Jordan, Jordan, like my girls would be a fucking train wreck if it wasn't for my wife. We know that, you know, because I'd be like, here's how you eviscerate people verbally, you know, or make them feel stupid, et cetera, et cetera. But that would be their only skill set. You know, they need love and empathy from mom's side. They get a lot of love from dad, but in terms of giving love to other people, no mas. Okay. But Jordan is going over the whole, like, you say, no, thank you. You push it away and you just say, no, thank you. And Gracie's like listening and following along and you know, totally absorbed in the conversation. And in my mind I go, that's that's not gonna work. That's not gonna work. So I took a moment and initially Jordan wasn't very happy about it, but I took a moment and Jordan is going through this with Gracie. We're all in the room and I go, or you could say, get out of my face, ho. And Gracie without skipping a beat goes, get out of my face, ho, with the head tilt. And I look at Jordan and Jordan got wide-eyed and then she cracked and then that was it. Now Gracie, because Gracie saw a reaction, and Gracie goes, get out of my face, ho. And we're rolling laughing. And now I hope a little bitch at dance class does. I'm looking for the next sorry muscle. You know? Say something to my daughter, okay? Say something to my daughter. She's going to handle it. And since and since it was after 8 o'clock, Jordan was silly, you know, because I don't know what it is about, I don't want to throw y'all in a category, but I feel like it seems to be a trend. After 8 o'clock, women get this silly bone in them, and it's the funnest fucking time of the day. After 8 o'clock, especially if you're a tired mother, you get a silly bone and it's fucking game over, because the jokes are just going to pour, you're going to be fucking weird, and you're going to make me cry laughing. But since Jordan silly bone was engaged, we just kept going, okay? Now, yeah, we made her say ho, oh, but it was fucking hilarious, so it's like, whatever. She, she can have that one in her repertoire. If she uses that one correctly, oh, dude, say it all fucking day. I don't care. I don't care. if a, it, Like, if it's in the context of what we said, if it's in the context of that, if a little... Feels we I almost called a little three year old a bitch, but like, you know, if the little if that little shithead is trying to pick on my daughter and then she uses that contextually and it works, oh, say something to me. Hey, teach, say something to me because I'm gonna go, no, we worked on that. But Jordan's in a silly mood, so she's not a hardcore disciplined mom because the silly bone is engaged, and so I just kept rolling with it. <laughs> and I go, Gracie, look at me. Ugh, pathetic. And Gracie rolls her eyes and goes, Ugh, pathetic. And I'm like, Now that's what you say if a girl says what to you. If you if you say that, get out of my face, hoe. And she goes, What? You go, Ugh, pathetic. I'm starting them young, okay? Am I starting them too young? Of course I am. Okay. Is it going to be useful in the future? We'll see. You know, I'm going to write one of two books going forward in the future. Book no- Option number one, here's how to make a well-adjusted, strong-nosed kid. Option number two, Raising a Serial Killer. The VJ Julio story. Like, it's going to be one of those two books. And we'll see. I'll, we'll check in. Okay? I mean, we're going to have episodes up until then. So on episode 4,265, we'll check in. You know, (laughs) what am I, Joe Rogan? Anyways, moving on from that little anecdote. Your man's was in Vegas this week. Now, Papa Bear had to go there to work. (laughs) Papa Papa Bear had to go there and rub elbows with some other fucking tech nerds. And it's fine. And it's fine. Do I have the biggest neck in any of these rooms that I walk into? Yeah. Do I get looked at because I... I'm one of 5% of the populace in there that looks like they work out. And also I have a bald head and like see-through eyebrows. So they go... Is he a grand marshal? That's not what it is. What is it called? What's like the leader of the KKK called? I always make white supremacist jokes when I have to not wear a fucking hat because I've shaved my head bald and it's like, it's easier for me to make the joke than for you to make the joke. So I'm just going to make the joke first. And then everyone goes, you are bald. Yeah, I was thinking that. And it's like, yeah, I know you were. So I said it first. So now that that's off the fucking table, (laughs) move on. All right. It's another little fucking life hack for you. Now I was in there and it was in Vegas. Now here's the deal. Your man's never done Vegas before, okay? So I didn't know where to start. Thank God I had some veteran with me. And honestly, since I was flying I was flying solo. I was the only like employee that was there. The other people, the other people were like higher ups in the company. Like I was the I was the only one there to like sit down and do fucking meetings all fucking day and work 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 and what's it called? It's not marketing. What's it called when you're when you just talk to other people in the industry? What's it called? Not promoting. Come on, babe. Let's do it. Let's do it. We got another word. We got another word that's right on the tip of our tongue that we need to come up with. What's it called when you and other people that are in the same industry talk back and forth and you like figure out ways for that you can work together for both of your companies to be successful? You know, I make money, you make money, everybody wins type of thing. What's that called? It's not strategy. Jordan used to do it when she was working in a, for a mortgage company and they would go to like hang out with real estate agents and it would, they were just going back and forth. What's the word, babe? Tell me right now, put the word in the comments, put the word in the comments of this video and let's see if we can fucking figure it out. Pause, pause the video or just keep listening in the background. Cause this podcast, pause the video go leave a comment and you might as well drop a like too, you know? And if you haven't subscribed, subscribe, you know? And if you're listening to this through a podcast, swipe up on the app, go to the YouTube app, go to cheer up, babe, and then just go ahead and subscribe, you know, cause you're my cubs and I, I need you, you know, I need you like that. And I absolutely hate, hate self-promotion like that, but we do it because we're trying to grow the den. Okay. We're trying to get the den crammed, packed. All right. And audio side, firing on all cylinders dude but video side i put a lot of effort into these fucking videos and these edits and shit and it's like do you really yeah i try but regardless of how good it is just go ahead and hit subscribe so i'm at the conference it's in vegas i don't really know what to do because i've never been there in like a like let's actually experience vegas capacity and the timing of the conference was super fucking weird because the conference was tuesday and wednesday In the middle of the week. So in my brain, I go, well, I mean, is anything even going on? You know, like a moron because it's fucking Vegas and there's something going on all the time, every single second of the day. But I didn't know that yet. So the way that the conference was laid out was like, we got in Monday afternoon and it was like, we're just going to like get into our hotels and get something to eat, hit the reset button. And then the conference was on Tuesday and you had meetings all day Tuesday and it was speed dating. So it was like every 15 minutes you had another meeting, psycho shit. And my schedule was jam fucking packed. So I was just jabbering at the jaw all fucking day, exhausting. So you do that. And then that night, which is the second night that we were there, was going to be my last night. Now, everybody else was planning on partying Wednesday night once the conference was over including the people from my company, because they were like, we're going to stay Wednesday night and then we'll fly back Thursday. We're going to have fun in Vegas on Wednesday. And I go, well, you guys can do that. I'm flying back Wednesday. Charlotte Kay's birthday is Thursday. And there's 0% chance that I'm flying in hungover and late to my daughter's birthday. So I'm flying out Wednesday night. I, after the conference on Wednesday, I'm flying out because it's my baby girl's first birthday. So, you know, I don't care where I'm at, what I'm doing in my life. If it's my daughter's birthday, I'm there all day, all day, no matter what. They're going to wake up with dad. They're going to fucking hang out all day with the family. Dad's going to make them a cake. And then they're going to fucking go to sleep and they're just, no time will be taken away from my kids. So that means that Tuesday night is the night that I need to fucking experience it to the fullest. And here's the thing. I didn't, I, I didn't know what to do. And I also knew that the majority of the conference was taking it easy Tuesday night. And I should also preface this by saying At this point, I have done the casino run, I've gambled all the money that I brought away, and I'm now up in the hotel room, which was on the 67th floor of the Cosmopolitan. Hey, real quick side note, I was on the 67th floor of the Cosmopolitan. Do you know what imposter syndrome is? Do you know what it means to have experiences that don't feel like they fit into your life or your past? Okay, let me put it into perspective. I'm from a town of 4,000 people in Idaho. There were 400 students in my high school. We had a nine-hole golf course, five Mormon churches, eh, and Hundreds of thousands of acres of potato farmland. That's where I was raised, okay? I didn't want for anything. I mean, both of my parents were only teachers, but they were smart with their money, and we always, they, they gave us everything that we needed. It was great. So I didn't struggle, but by no fucking means on the planet were we rich. And now suddenly, I'm in a position where I'm taking private jets places, and I'm staying on the 67th floor of the Cosmopolitan, And I walk out onto the balcony, and I'm looking down at the Bellagio. I'm looking at the roof of the Bellagio. Also, the fountain of the Bellagio was right out my fucking balcony door. Like, ooh! Like, there was... I was so torn how to be because, like, the excitement of, like, getting this experience was fucking amazing. I was like, this is so cool. This is, like, a a once-in-a-lifetime for me. Or at least up until this point, it's a a once-in-a-lifetime because it's like, haven't experienced anything like this before. Haven't experienced money like this before. Like my fucking room had a living room in it, you know? And then there's the voice in the back of my head, you know, my child voice, my, my voice of the past that goes, you don't belong here, dude. <laughs> hey, what have you done to deserve this? And I go, I don't, I don't fuck. I just, I just work. I just work. Yeah. So do other people. Why the fuck do you get to be on the 67th floor of the cosmopolitan? And I go, I I don't. And while we're at it, why do you get to have a really happy family household? Why do you get to have two amazing kids and a gorgeous wife who you are eternally bonded with? Why do you get those things? And I go, I don't, I don't fucking know. Why do you get to have a career with all this fucking opportunity and p- potential to provide for your family while also being home at 3.30 every single day? Why do you get to have those things? I don't fucking, I don't fuck, I don't fucking know. It doesn't make sense. All jokes aside. This shit's crazy. Like I genuinely I ge- I genuinely don't feel like I deserve it. I don't like it doesn't it doesn't fucking make sense. I don't deserve any of it. And it's like is that the point though? Is the is the point to determine whether or not you deserve it right now or is the point to maybe you get it and you prove that you should be there? Like that's where I'm trying to project my brain, but when I'm walking out onto these fucking balconies and like the fucking room has a living room in it and it's also like got a f- a full fucking bar and food and I have like comped room service and stuff and I'm looking down on the Bellagio in Vegas and I'm just like that doesn't I'm like wh- I'm like you don't deserve this like yeah this is cool what a fucking wonderful experience you don't deserve this though dude you're just you're just VJ you're just some guy, you know, and I know, I know some of you are listening. You're like, dude, there's a hotel room. Get over it. It's the concept. It's the concept of what my life is turning into. It's the whole fucking thing. It's fucking weird. But anyways, all imposter syndrome aside, I did the casino, I It's Tuesday night. I did the casino shit. I lost all my money. I went up to the fucking 67th floor and I get up there and I was like, all right, dude, well, I guess you don't get to fully experience Vegas and that's fine. You know, you don't get to fully experience like everything That Vegas has to offer, but also guess what? Good. This keeps you, you know, on your toes. So I put the robe on, all right? Yep, I did it. I got into my underwear, I put the robe on, and I ordered a fucking ribeye steak through room service, and I was like, that's fine. I got work to do tomorrow, because I had a full slab of meetings the next day, and that's fine, dude. I'm not going to go to these meetings hungover. It's going to be great. And then I sent a text. I sent a text to a big dog, all right? So I hit Big Dog. We're going to call him Big Dog. So I hit Big Dog up and I go, just throwing this out there. Are you up to anything tonight? And he goes, pretty chill night. And I go, all right. I'm just at Little Caesars at the Omnia. And I was like, okay. Oh, what? just called it Little Caesars. (laughs) Listen, I'm poor in my heart, okay? Do you understand? Do you understand? I'm, I'm poor in my heart, okay? But they're at Caesars Palace. At Omnia. In Omnia. And I go, that's probably like a bar. They're probably just getting a drink. But in my mind, I was like, fuck, maybe I should just get dressed and go have a drink. You know? And then he sends me a video of what the Omnia is. And I didn't realize this. But the Omnia is fucking banger. And they have like big dick headliner fucking DJs every night. For example, this night, Marvin Garrix was performing. Or is it Martin Garrix? It's Martin Garrix, I just looked it up. And if you don't know who Martin Garrix is, it's this. Let's just get into the part you actually know, how about that? So that guy was performing there, okay. And in this video, there's not a lot of people around him. In this video, he's with like five other people, but they have space. But if you look behind him in the video, it's fucking jam-packed, dude. It's shoulder to shoulder, chest to back, dicks to butts, toy like a toyga alright? And I was like, and I just like jokingly go still don't understand what the Omni is, okay? Just to understand that he's like actually at a fucking nightclub and it's pumping. And I go, oh, chill night, huh? And he's like, yep, you coming? And I said, yep. And then I ran from the Cosmopolitan to the Caesars Palace. (laughs) Because like I said before, I'm from a small town and I don't trust taxi services or Ubers or anything like that. And I just was like, it's right over there. I'm just going to jog there. So that's what I did. I got dressed and I jogged over there. And dude, you have to walk into Caesars Palace and you walk through the lobby, and then you see the Omnia sign, and there's a it's like the shows, dude, this is my first experience, like, where it's like, oh, no, like nightclubs have fucking lines. It's like 500 people outside of the doors of Omnia. It's like 500 people outside in a fucking line behind this fucking bullshit-ass rope, and I was like, oh, for fuck's sakes, I'm gonna get in here at, like, 1 a.m., and I just text him, I was like, I'm here, and he goes, walk up to this spot, now, everyone in the line had seen me walk up, look at the entrance, look at the line, and then I walked alongside them the whole way down the line, okay? And once I got to the back of the line, I texted him, and then he said, oh, walk right here. So, everybody in the line watched me walk past them to the line, and then I got to go into this front little spot, which was the entrance entrance for private tables and everyone's looking at me in my shirt from jc like who the fuck is this guy and i was like <laughs> bitch i'm hurt, 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 hurt okay big dick in it all right i was like i don't i don't belong here but i'm fucking here babe okay so i walk in they st- they stamped me on my the bottom of my wrist, which felt, felt uncomfortable because I put my hand out to expect him to put a stamp right here. And he reached around my arm and stamped the bottom of my wrist. And it felt weirdly intimate. And I was like, all right. And I did that. And I was like, okay. And I walked past him and I go to there and I walk in. Now, obviously, if you have a private table at the Omnia with seven fucking of the biggest bottles of liquor I've ever fucking seen in the middle of this private table, you're king shit okay so i was hanging out with a few king shit guys i'm pretty sure i was the only guy here that was like an employee in any capacity i'm pretty sure every single other person in this place owned their shit and i'm over here like i'm selling I'll, i sell stuff like I'll, i sell stuff and i'll say you, you guys want to buy some fucking laptops or something like i don't fucking know dude and the thing is is everyone except for the one fucking guy didn't know who i was so he brings me in and he's like this is i almost said so and so you know who i am i don't got to protect my name they go he goes this is vj and they're and they do the whole like hey what's up man hey and i'm like intro- i'm like shaking hands hey what's up what's up what's up but it's like okay this is an employee we need to test if this guy can fucking hang out with the big dogs here's a glass All right. Now, if you're not watching the video, I'm holding my fingers like three and a half to four inches apart from each other. There's a glass that tall, kind of like a whiskey glass, and they hand it to me and it's empty and they go, You need to catch up. And then they almost fucking to the brim filled that bitch with fireball like I'm 20. Okay. Now, to put this into perspective, all of these guys are over 40, a couple of them well over 40. why is fireball on the table? But nonetheless, hey, I'm bottom of the totem pole at this private table at this nightclub. This is a first experience for me. Peer pressure the fuck out of me. I don't give a shit, dude. If you got to carry me out of here, you got to carry me out of here. So I just put the fucking glass of fireball down and then it was off to the races and your man had his first nightclub experience. And dude, After that shit kicked in and also the following shots kicked in, I would say by the end of the night I had in total like 11 shots of fireball. And that's only fireball. I drank a whole bunch of other shit. Don't know how I was still standing. I actually managed to be okay. But once the liquor kicked in and the shoulders started going... And then the fucking fist started going and suddenly we're all fucking best friends hanging on each other, bopping to Martin Garrix, just like we're, you know, 20. But it's just fucking explosive and we're fist bumping. And I was like, oh, dude, you guys are speaking my fucking decade ago language now. Do you guys see the Jersey Shore? You guys haven't seen the Jersey Shore? They did this a lot on the Jersey Shore. And I'm just... Once the shoulders went and the fists started pumping and the knees got the little jiggle and everybody's bouncing up and down, suddenly we're brothers. And for the next three, four hours, it was the loudest, funnest fucking time I've had in such a long time, dude. And then we just left once the club closed and they, and they're older. So they called it a night and we're going up to their hotel rooms. And then I went into the casino and I won $400 I am what I am, I'm a How feel? Vegas, baby I was up for it Stayed up till about 4 Don't know how I made it back to my hotel room But I made it back to my hotel room And I had to puke, so I went into the bathroom And I puked, now this is all solo, you gotta remember This is all fucking by my lonesome I just magically made it up 67 fucking floors Couldn't have told you if I took the elevator Or the stairs, but I made it all the way up and I went into my fucking bathroom in my hotel room, and I puked. And I don't know what it is, but I puke relatively calmly. You know, my wife has an exorcism every single time she pukes. It's the most loud and violent thing ever. Me, if the door is closed, you don't even know I'm puking, okay? Like, I don't do any of that retching shit. I just, bah, I just open my mouth, and, you know, yeah, it is what it is. So I puked for a while. Apparently, because at about 7 a.m., I woke up in my underwear, sleeping on my back on the bathroom floor with my head pushed against the wall. And I like pulled myself up. I saw that it was seven o'clock. I looked at my watch and I was like, oh shit, it's seven. I still have a couple hours to sleep before I have to get down to the meetings, but let's go get into the bed. So I pick myself up off the bathroom floor and I go look at myself in the mirror and there's a diagonal dent on my fucking bald ass head, dude, from my head resting on the wall of the bathroom. There's a diagonal dent and I'm like, oh God, Gracie, what shape is this? You know, I was like, oh God, is it a crescent moon? I don't, this isn't good. I was like a moon three days after a full moon. Okay. Just when like the shadow just kind of, just kind of starts covering the edge of the moon and it looks like a straight line. It was like a perfect fucking head shape, straight fucking line, dude. And I was like, well, hopefully that goes away by the time I have to have meetings. If not, I'm going to wear a hat to the meetings and my boss is going to get mad because that doesn't look very professional, but got through the day, got through the meetings, made it to my plane flew back on the plane watched the batman movie on the plane the new one with the guy off of the fucking vampires and werewolves show it was fucking great landed jordan picked me up from the airport went to bed about midnight that night woke up charlotte's birthday baby i was completely refreshed and i felt ready to fucking go so i hit vegas and i fucking hit it hard and i did the omnia and i won four hundred dollars and i walked out a fucking winner and i also made very 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 rich friends Damn, I ain't been broken a minute. Jaw feel, jaw definitely feel. It was a fucking party. It was so fun. Holy shit also such a clutch fucking move I ordered the room service then I sent the text and then I got dressed and I had to wait for room service to get there and because I knew it was coming and then room service gets there and I just wheel it into the fucking room sign the receipt send him on his way with his $10 tip and then went to Omnia and by the time I got back to the room I had a steak sandwich and fucking creme brulee waiting for me after I puked I fucking won Vegas Woo! Damn, I ain't been broken a minute. Imposter syndrome, though, at the same time. (laughs) All right, babe, let's do some unqualified dad advice. Also, if you would like me to answer any sort of advice for you, as always, go to reddit.com forward slash R forward slash unqualified dad advice. And I'll answer some fucking quickity questions for you. All right. Also, if you want me to answer any sort of like other unqualified dad advice, message me. You know, like straight up. Like, I understand how niche Reddit is. I never fucking got into Reddit until I started this podcast, Jaffiel. And I understand that it's basically like the underside of Satan's nutsack of the internet. And I I totally get it if you're like, I don't even know what Reddit is. I'm not going to get on Reddit to join this fucking forum because I'll have to teach myself how to use Reddit. A, it's super simple. And B, I get it. Message me if you want me to answer some advice. You just have to tell me in the message whether or not you want your name anonymous or not. But let's do some unqualified dad advice. This one is by Baby Uda. My boyfriend told me I'm not wife material. I mean, you got to love brutal honesty from the jump. You know, if that's how he feels. You can't control his emotions. Let's get into it. We've been together for six years and I want to get married. My boyfriend told me I'm not wife material and this is hurting my feelings so much. He said I'm not wife material because I'm 30 and no one has ever put a ring on me. Oh, oh. We'll get into it. Hey, I know, right now. Specifically, my ladies listening just heard that, and the hairs on the back of your neck stood up. I know. The aggression switch just hit. I know. I feel it from you through the microphone. B, I had a daughter out of wedlock when I was a teen. C, I'm black, but he's black too. D, I've been... Hold on. Wait. Okay, we'll cover all of it after we finish reading. D I've been having infertility issues E I'm 134 pounds I'm a few pounds overweight I'm 5 foot and I'm average looking damn girl And lastly I have nothing valuable to offer I know I don't deserve this kind of treatment it's hard for me to leave because we've been together for so long we've known each other for even longer we even own a house together he wants me to be he wants to be with me but only as his boyfriend but only as boyfriend, girlfriend, because he says he will never see me as wife material. This hurts me so much. Oh my fucking God. It's ultimatum time. Hey, bullshit reality TV show on fucking Netflix. It's time for an ultimatum. It's time for a little bit of fucking toxicity. All right, let's fucking run through it. You've spent six years with him, okay? Now, nowhere in his reasoning did he say something along the lines of, I don't believe in marriage. Because I understand that that is a thing that some people are. It's like, no, this is my person. I love this person. I have full commitment to this person. But I just don't like the, I don't believe in the sanctity of marriage. Blah, 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 blah. Which it's like, whatever, dude. You want to throw values out the window. What the fuck ever. I get that people have specifics. But he gave, he listed the most downgrading and devalidating fucking things that he possibly could have. The fact that you've never been married before, okay? Just to make you feel a little bit better about that perspective. Hey, you had a baby when you were a teen. So the early part of your 20s was spent being a mother to this baby. So not a lot of time for scoping out a bunch of dick, you know? You're a mom now, okay? And then you've been with him for six years. You're 30. You got together when he was 24, so it's like, hey, cocksucker, before you, I was pretty fucking busy with my kid, not a lot of time to foster relationships, and then I met you and fast forward six years, okay? So that excuse doesn't fucking work. Scratch that one off. I had a daughter when I was wedlock when I was a teen. Mistakes fucking happen. What kind of mom are you? That's really what it is. It doesn't say anything about like you're not a fit mother or you're not a good mother or you had a daughter young and you never stepped up to the challenge. It was just the fact that you had a baby early. Okay? So that excuse isn't fucking valid. I'm black, but he's black too. Guess what? Across the board. Doesn't fucking matter. And here's why. I understand that everyone has their interests they have what like attracts them but guess what he's been with you six years so he has already shown that there's not like it's not like you're not his type okay he's got six years in he's got six years in so they're like that fucking excuse doesn't work because it's not like you have interest in him and he goes i'm sorry i'm just not really into black girls or some bullshit like that hey interest was shown remember how we've been fucking For 365 times six, somewhere around 2,100 days, you know? So that fucking excuse doesn't work. I've been having infertility issues. That part's a big red flag for me. He's trying to get you pregnant while you're not fucking married to him. Or you want to have a baby and you don't want to wait around for his commitment, which it's like, you guys got to figure out your timeline there, okay? Because it sounds like he's just ready to fucking jump ship when he needs to. That's why he's not locking down any commitment. He just wants to be able to jump fucking ship. He just hasn't found maybe the exact reason. But what if it's getting pregnant and then like, oh, he realizes he doesn't want to be a dad because he's a cuck. And to prove that he's a cuck, how about the next point? I'm 135 pounds, four pounds, a few pounds overweight. I'm five foot. 135 pounds. I could throw that over my head with one fucking hand. Hey, he's a cuck. Okay. I wouldn't even classify that as overweight. I've dated bigger girls than 134. All right? Are you afraid of a little meat on the bones, dog? Are you afraid of a little motion on the ocean? Are you afraid of a little recoil? And if you're a bigger girl, you know what I'm talking about with that recoil shit. You know what I'm talking about. So saying that you're overweight, that doesn't fucking work because hey, 134 pounds. Okay? To put that into perspective. I weighed 134 pounds when I was a freshman in high school, and I was a skinny mini, okay? Also, not a tall man, so it's not like you could use the excuse of like, well, you're not five foot. Well, guess what? Not fucking six foot either, currently to this day. Wasn't back then even more so. So, and then the last one, I have nothing valuable to offer. That excuse doesn't work because that's only how he's made you feel through the previous excuses that he's giving you it's ultimatum time he's showing you right now that any forward advancement into this relationship is wasting your time until he fucking puts up or shuts up it's it's just going to be a waste of fucking time you're going to keep going down the same fucking path where you feel devalued and unappreciated in a relationship and that just is what it is if you need someone to put it into words it's so obvious to all of us from like an outside perspective reading something like this what the answer is you're in a Relationship where you feel lesser than, you know, he cuts you down and you are devalued. And then you also are going to have a complex and self esteem issues because of the things that he verbalizes to you about how he feels about you. To all of us on the outside, that's clear as fucking day. And six years with him, I'm pretty sure that he's done a pretty damn good job of making you feel lesser than to the point where now you're afraid to leave him because you don't think that anyone else is going to pick you when it's like, hey, babe. Plenty of fucking people are going to pick you, all right? Don't let one man's opinion of you or even just fear-mongering toward you allow you to look down upon yourself with such a light that you think that this is the best I can get. You deserve way fucking more. And you can have way fucking more. Also, you're 30. It's not even, you're not like old. It's not like you're like, oh, I want to have another baby, but I'm 42. You know, it's not like that type of situation. You got plenty of time. So either he needs to shape the, actually, no, I don't even think, you know, he said these things to you. And it's like, once these type of things are said to the person, it's like, even if they're the sweetest, most angelic person on the planet to you going forward, it's, these were, preconceived like this this has been said the foundation was set he calls you god you're so beautiful i find you like the most beautiful woman in the world oh yeah motherfucker well you said that i'm average looking and i'm overweight and i have nothing of value so it's like if these things have been verbalized and they're not just like how you think he's feeling get the fuck out of there why would you waste your time with someone that doesn't appreciate you because say you are average looking You know how many romantics there are in the world? Plenty. You just gotta fucking find the right one. And don't settle for shit. And also chase people with personalities and values rather than just for like the sexual attraction because obviously you want something that's gonna last. Time to get the fuck out. Best of luck to you. Hope that helped. Scroll. Stop. By P underscore OD, underscore bruh. All right. Wow. So bruh says, accidentally found out I'm not my dad's biological child and don't know what to do. Ooh. Hmm. Yeah, this one's tough, but I feel like this is kind of generic. I feel like we've ran into, not generic. I'll read it. So please bear with me as this is my first ever post and I want to try to keep things as vague as possible because I don't know if anyone in my fam uses Reddit general background. A hey, strong start, okay, because we like to have context here. General background. You're in your 20s. You were raised in a traditional family setup where My parents followed the get married, get a house, have kids trend, and they stayed together my whole childhood. I was always told that I was biologically their offspring. It all started when I randomly decided to take a DNA test because I had never been told all that much about my ancestry, and I was curious. So I ordered a testing kit, did the thing, and waited for my results. Well, this service happens to show people that you are related to who have also taken their test. When I got my results back, they showed that I shared 50% of my DNA with a name I had never heard of before. I for sure never had a child, so this individual had to be a parent. This is where shit gets complicated. Long story short, I was able to confirm that this guy and my mom had had sexual relations back during the time I was conceived, and she was also married to my dad. I'm not going to go into her excuses or circumstances of the time, but my dad never found out, and when I told her about my DNA results, she asked me not to tell him. Oof. Oof. Ever since then, I have been slowly getting to know my biological family while keeping it a secret from my dad. Uh, It's been tearing me apart internally, and the guilt I feel for hiding this grows daily. My anxiety and depression have been worse than they have ever been. I'm asking for advice here because the advice from people in my life has been so all over the place that I feel stuck. The one good thing of this situation is that my biological family has been understanding of my situation, and while they want me to become family, they are respectful of my boundaries. The longer this goes on, the more I feel my mental health deteriorating, so here's where I need help. Based on the other thing, based on the things other people have told me so far, I'm not sure if I should A, try to get my mom to tell my dad, B, tell him myself, or C, Live the rest of my life with the secret, so that he may live in blissful ignorance and how I might go about doing this or any other good suggestions. The only reason C is an option to me is that my dad is unpredictable. My sibling and I are not sure if he would try to hurt himself or my mom Oh, or if he would reject me as his kid, which is not something I want please any help is appreciated and yes i know i'm a shit child for not telling him immediately no you're not fuck that this is such a fucking wild situation um yeah uh this is tough this is this is so tough because the full scale of it is you have a dad all right i mean this guy raised you for 20 years in a household with your mother This is your dad. This is the only person you know as your dad. A DNA test should not tell you that, oh, he's not actually your dad. Oh, no. There's a big difference between like a father and a dad. All right. Anyone can be a fucking father. It involves sticking your dick in someone and coming early. A dad is the guy who was there for you, who helped raise you, who is the masculine, patriarchal figure in your life. That's your dad. And this guy has put in more than enough time, okay? Maybe he's not perfect. Guess what? Most parents aren't fucking perfect. All parents aren't perfect. It's impossible to be perfect. We try our fucking best, okay? Get out of my face, hoe. You know what I mean? Like, we try our best. But no parents are perfect because guess what? Here's a little fun fact for you. This is our first time doing this too. It's like as we're kids, we all think that our parents have all the fucking answers. Hey, This is their first time doing this, too. Parents are learning how to be parents as you are looking up to them for your entire life. Okay? When you get a little older, you'll understand that. like You you say, like, oh, he's unpredictable and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, they harp on traditional family values, which it's like, okay, that's not that fucking bad of things. You didn't mention anything about, like, a shitty childhood. Okay? You have an intimidating dad because you said you're afraid of like maybe his reaction. He's unpredictable. Guess what? That's dad's. All right. So this is your dad. A fucking little vial full of spit isn't going to tell you something different. All right. Now, the vial full of spit did tell you that there was another guy that busted in your mom and he is the reason that you're here today. All right. There's that side which is where it brings it into only you, okay? So if you want to get to know this other family, not replace your current one, because that should not be a fucking option because your family doesn't deserve that. And anyone can be fucking nice and patient with a 20-year-old, all right? So they might seem like all fucking sunshine and rainbows and so understanding and great, but it's they didn't raise you as a child, Okay you don't you didn't see them at their lowest points and their highest points and they didn't make you feel happy or make you feel scared or make you feel proud or make you feel angry okay your family did that and that's what family is but if you want to get to know them great whatever but i think in your brain you got to deliver it with the context of i'm going to get to know these people because there is a tie there but this is going to be kind of like friend level This should be kept at friend level because what's done is done. Your biological dad, you can have a relationship with him and that's fucking great because it's unfair to him that this situation happened, which circles us all the way to the actual root of the problem, which is your mother. Okay. Your mom fucked up and made a mistake and has been hiding it for 20 years successfully. And it's the thing that I tell Jordan all the time. Chickens always come home. Karma always gets fucking delivered. The chickens always come home to roost. So if you do something bad, it will always come back. Always. It might be tomorrow. It might be 20 years from now. But it always comes back. And this is the chickens coming home to your mom. And then she has the gall to fearfully respond to you who's her daughter, showing interest and wondering what the fuck is going on, she has the gall to say, don't tell your father. Keep my life for me. Okay? So I think you need to try to go with option B. Convince your mom to tell your fucking dad. Maybe be there for her, support her, whatever the fuck. It's on her, though. And also, ding, 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 fire up the Netflix. It's time for an ultimatum. Mom, either I tell him or you tell him. Now if you tell him. I can be there with you. But if you don't tell him. He's going to find out. Which when it circles down and you tell him. You need to make sure that he knows. That he's your dad. That, Like I just had the hit. And that made me feel a little bit emotional. Because his unpredictability and his anger. Is also going to come out of fear. That. His little girl might not be his little girl anymore, okay? So you need to know that when you tell him, it's preempted probably with, you are always my dad, you will always be my dad. This doesn't change anything between us. I just found out some interesting information and I think that you should be aware of it as well. I don't want to keep this from you because I have too much respect for you and you're my dad and you always will be. You need to lay it out somewhat like that And guess what? There's going to be a rift between old mom and pops for sure, but her chickens are coming home, okay? That was a really, really long way to say, like, do it all. (laughs) I guess. Don't keep it from him, though. Um, He deserves to know. And the only person that's fucked in this situation is mama, all right? Hope that helped. Scroll. Stop. Stop. This one is from Okay Cardiologist 2328 I started vaping a month or two ago, and now I'm scared I have lung cancer. OK, so this is a child. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just stressing, stressing out, but I'm tired all the time. I've been breathing heavy, and my lungs feel tired. Someone just help me out here. PS, thanks for all the support and help calm me down. OK, yeah, so, yeah hey, it's not a good thing for you, all right? Your body's going to respond negatively. Suddenly, you're inhaling fucking vapors into your lungs that are full of fucking chemicals like nicotine and shit like that. Your lungs are going to take a hit also, you're tired all the time because your body is constantly detoxing from the last hit when you vape it's not like a stream of nicotine that's in your bloodstream that's keeping you consistent it is a hit so it is a spike and a crash and a spike and a crash and a spike and a crash and you're just going to fuck yourself up and the worst thing that can happen to you is that you just feel normal all the time even while you're vaping because there's going to be a point where you hit a certain level of tolerance with it where Your body just needs it. Your body just needs the nicotine. And suddenly when you don't have nicotine, you can't wake yourself up all the way. You are snappy and aggressive. And that's called detoxing. Okay? And it's shitty. But you've only been doing it for a month or two. Probably to look sick and chuck some clouds and circle. You know, just... (laughs) you know only people that are backstage at the martin garrick's fucking concert actually fucking should vape okay everybody else don't fucking vape all right you don't look cool you look like an asshole also and it's just a fucking cloud what's cool about it also why does it smell like unicorn jizz you know like what the fuck there's nothing cool about vaping, especially when you start doing the mods and you're fucking smoking out of the back of a fucking pistol, you know? It's a fucking handle of a fucking pistol with the fucking stock thrown off and you just attached a fucking little nozzle to it so you're just... <laughs> douche. <laughs> okay? Fucking chucking clouds out there. Next, you're going to be pulling, putting fucking... Bumper stickers on the back of your car that shows like a stick figure having sex with the word it just balls deep in the word it and it's, you know, it means fuck it. You're just going to be posting fucking stickers like that and then you'll have a little fucking weed leaf in the bottom right corner of your back window. Just a fucking anti-cop sticker right on the bumper. It's like fucking all pigs go to hell. Some fucking crazy shit like that. And you fucking pull up behind them at a stoplight. And you're like, Jesus Christ, this is a fucking winner, winner, chicken dinner right here. And then you notice that the window is rolled down just a little bit. And you're like, oh, God, here it comes. Just a fucking cloud of smoke. You want to be that? You want to be that person? Or do you want to just set the vape down now, chew some Nicorette gum for three days because it's only been a month or two, and move on with your life? I would choose the latter if I was you. Okay. That's it, babe. That's the episode. I hope you had fun. I had a blast. I had a blasty blast 9,000. Go like, subscribe, blah, 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 blah. Thank you so much for clicking into cheer up babe the podcast i appreciate all of the cubs listening to this shit when there's literally like five million podcasts out there and you listen to your mans which is fucking wild i appreciate you from the bottom of my heart and get those chins up shoulders back and down posture the fuck up you slouching ass bitch go out there don't be a bummer and cheer up babe bitch i'm hurt 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 Hey, 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 hey.